Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. <clears throat> hey, I hope you're enjoying this episode. We'll be back in just a second, but I wanted to ask you a question first. Have you ever wondered how to create your own podcast? I know it's a very millennial thought, but seriously, you might have thought that it's something you need a team of editors for and lots of money, right? Well, you don't. And we certainly don't. We use Anchor, which is a kind of one-stop shop for creating and distributing podcasts. You don't need to be a podcast guru or actually spend any money as the service is free and the platform will actually publish all your episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and all the other places you listen to podcasts. They also have a really cool creation tool that allows you to record and edit your episodes right from your phone or computer. And you can even make money from your episodes without having a minimum listenership. Just download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And if this inspires you to take the first steps, honestly, please reach out to Jamie and me at Let's Talk About Sex Jamie on Instagram. We'll be more than happy to try and share some of our pointers about how to get started. All right, enough about podcast plugs. Let's get back to talking about sex. Let's talk about sex, Jamie. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and yeah, the bad things that may be. Let's talk about sex, Jamie. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about sex. Hey guys, welcome to Vanilla Chats, which is a side mini-sode thing that we're doing alongside the regular Let's Talk About Sex Jamie episodes where I chat with my guest host, Matt Smith, about all things vanilla. Now, I've been doing this sex podcast malarkey for a while now, and I've chatted to hundreds of people about their different kinks and uh, various aspects of like, you know, their sex lives and things that they're into and all that stuff. And through all of that, I basically had my mind opened and I've learned a bunch of stuff about the world of kink and, you know, it's just sex in general and what everyone can kind of be into. Um, and I started out as a very, what I would say, vanilla guy, and I've, I'm still kind of vanilla, I think. But I feel like I'm sort of a step above vanilla you know like madagascan vanilla that's that's where i'm sitting that's where i'm labeling myself but anyway i think that these conversations between people that aren't necessarily into the kind of kink world the kind of you know that that sort of scene are super important and i think there needs to be more conversations out there between people who would classify themselves as vanilla um and yeah so the idea is that just gonna be me and matt chatting about some stuff you know two guys that probably you know self-classify as vanilla um and a bit inexperienced and naive in this world um about the things that we're learning outside of our little you know usual bubble so yeah hope you enjoy it if you do let us know what you think on the instagram at let's talk about sex jamie and yeah share it with a friend uh, word of mouth is the lifeblood of anything creative and it really helps us get um our kind of message out there and all that good stuff so yeah hope you enjoy it and chat to you soon love you bye hey matt hey jamie how's it going you good I'm good, but I'm in uh, I'm beautiful Lisbon right now. So the sun nice. is shining and uh, yeah. yeah, now I get to see your beautiful face over Zoom because that's yeah. the world we live in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Zoom only. No interpersonal connections whatsoever. Not at all. No. So speaking of interpersonal connections, I want to talk about that. So we've met recently. We've been chatting a lot about uh, about sex and our dicks and other things, um, mostly on Clubhouse, which some people may have seen. Um, we're going to be doing some Instagram Live soon as well. So uh, they're going to hear us talking about our genitals quite a lot. So I thought that it would be the perfect time for um, us to talk about 
the one thing that really made me feel like we had connected on a deep level, you know? We have a lot in common, Matt. Like a weird it's amount in common, It's surprising, actually. We? It is a weird yeah. amount, especially since we met you virtually just through uh, the internet. Uh, I, I, we're kind of like pen pals. I feel like a modern era pen <laughs> like, We are like I pen felt pals, that. Yeah. We're like modern era pen pals. Yeah. 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 So, um, and I decided that it was one too many things that we had in common, and that's what I want to talk about when I heard this story. So, let's talk about your balls. Let's do it, man. Give us the story. Start because you've got a really good way of telling this. So start from I, the top. Okay, I can start from the top, right? So obviously, it's, if, we're talk, if we're talking present day, we're talking about my ball. Mm. And at one point, I did have balls, Jamie, and everyone listening to this. Uh, believe it yeah. or not, I was born with two balls, yeah. as many men are. And anyway, fast forward to 18 years old. And um, some of you might have heard of this. Some of you most likely have not, actually. And it's a thing called torsion, right? Mm. And that's when the testicle twists. Yeah. So I'm jumping to sort of what happened here, but I was um, at school and I was playing sports and long story short, um, my left testicle had twisted during a rugby game, right? You know, and because I played rugby, I, um, everyone I spoke to about it in the few days afterwards, you know, I was at boarding school at the time. So I finished mm. this game on a Saturday because, you know, we had that cool thing like Saturday school. Everybody remembers that, do they? <laughs> Saturday was, uh, school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good old days. Anyway, so, I, you know, I played this rugby game and anyway, I, I was on the bus on the way home and my stomach hurts. And, you know, for those of mm. you who have testicles, who have, know how the pain, you know, manifests, it, it's sort of a, a lower pain in your lower abdomen, right? So Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. To to quickly, I want yeah. to talk about that. So I've not had torsion before, but I mm. have, when I, when I played football, I did get kicked in the the balls quite a lot um and yeah it makes you feel sick you feel it in your yeah. like lower stomach more than your balls um it mm. does hurt your balls sometimes but yeah it's definitely a stomach thing isn't it which I think is exactly quite and that's yeah. where i felt it so i was on the way home uh, on the way back to school on the saturday evening you know i just didn't feel right and, and the thing is like i didn't remember getting hit like honestly it was an uneventful game not yeah. much happened i didn't do much didn't contribute much okay? <laughs> and, I, and i was on the way back to school thinking oh you know what, this is weird like maybe i've got a stomach ache i don't know Anyway, uh, long story short, I'm like, I'll sleep it off, right? So we're on Saturday morning now, and obviously I wake up with the same pain, maybe a little elevation, not like crazy uncomfortable, but you know, enough to sort of be conscious all the time of like an ache and pain in, you know, in like a, a torn shoulder or something. Yeah, like, right. Something's not right, you know? Yeah. So I call my, I call my, um, you know, my house phone and my mom's like, hello. She immediately <laughs> passes it to her, to my dad, you know, all yeah. right, I'll take it, you know, <laughs> it's balls. <laughs> uh, so, so, you know, um, and my dad obviously did, you know, he finds the helpline for the medical number, right? You know, insurance number or whatever. I call them, but obviously because I played a contact sport, naturally they're like, you've been hit, mate. You've been hit. Right. I was like, yeah. I, I don't think I have. I, I, yeah. I would remember it. Trust me. Anyway. So, um, you know, a few days later, you know, at school and my German neighbor, a guy called Christian Friedemann Klaus, um, who's a dear <laughs> friend of mine today. Christian the most German really, name possible. Good. Li Love literally it. is. Just yeah. missing Wilhelm somewhere. Um, <laughs> or Von. Anyway. So he, he goes, you know, I, I was again, so like, you know, Jamie, and this is a problem. Right? I was an 18 year old ignorant young man right yeah. Who, well, I was a boy I wasn't a young man let's be honest yeah, yeah. and you know all of that area down there is the only the only exploration that's ever happened in there is that you know the one or two girls at the time and myself right so yeah. I was reluctant to tell anyone about this and I was in this sort of maverick mindset like you know at that point my left testicle had swollen to quite honestly you know I don't have massive hands or anything it was in, it was the size of my fist yeah 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 yeah. so and, so yeah some people have heard my story about my balls swelling up and i yeah. said a similar thing yeah it, it, it's really surprising how much they can swell up right probably mine was yeah about the size of my fist yeah you're probably right honestly, about that size yeah. yeah it's crazy which is what that's like a, probably 10 times the size is it, that least, it should man. be it's crazy how big it can swell up yeah exactly and then you feel this you know it's just and it was you know it was relatively firm not hard but firm and but i had no pain 
you know? Really? And no pain? I had zero, zero pain. And, that, and huh. that's actually, so going back to torsion and what actually happened was torsion is characterized at least in the first 12 to 72 hours with like, you know, they say quote unquote, like excruciating pain, right? And I mean, I, I had, I don't have a high pain threshold. Uh, I cry when I get stung by a bee, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I, I was just feeling, you know, I just didn't have any, it was completely numb. Right. Anyway. So my German uh, Christian goes, Matt, but it's your eggs, dude. You know, eggs. So my, my, my <laughs> eggs, you've got to, you've got to go check that out. Right. So obviously at school we have a, like a little, you have a nurse. Um, she was a friend of my mother's. Right. So she, I'd seen this woman at dinner many times right. and been to her house. So obviously I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an 18 year old boy who doesn't want to show anyone anything. And yeah. I don't even shower in a, you know, communal shower. Yeah. I, that's like a you know nightmare to me. So I I finally have to take my trousers down, over reeled. She's like, yep. So we go to hospital. I have the ultrasound, and you know they basically said because there was a little bit of blood supply. Now, if you have torsion, you know it's like it's like cutting you know putting an elastic band around your finger, right? Yeah. It cuts the blood supply, it goes blue, yeah. and after like a week, it'll most likely get gangrene and fall off. Mm. On the flip side of that, if you leave it for too long, you can die from blood poisoning because there's something dead hanging on your on your right. on the end of a limb, right? Yeah. So yeah. anyway, we go to hospital. They do an ultrasound, but there was a little blood supply. So they thought it was only like half twisted or something, right? And, and apparently, at least I was told this, and I think maybe you, you thought differently, but uh, it always, it's meant to happen to the left, apparently, because the left oh, right. hangs differently, apparently. Huh. I mean, that's what I was told. Right, yeah. That's interesting. That's, that's what I've been led to believe. Anyway, yeah. fast forward another week, and you know, my numb elephant testicle <laughs> is, uh, is now protruding in ways where people are noticing in public. Um, Wait, so hold on. So they, so they said there's a bit of blood supply in there, so we're just going to let you go. Correct. Oh, right. So you just went out. What, they just said it would untwist? They said, yeah, yeah, you know, it's just like obviously contact, just a bit of inflammation, oh. this kind of stuff, right? So they didn't know it um, twisted at that point. They just no, it so they, they said maybe half twisted, but like they, you know, okay. they, they, you know, I, I trust the doctors and stuff. You know, they, they said there was a little blood supply. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't know what a little meant. Whether it's half or you know, seventy five percent. But anyway, fast forward a week later, and I was, you know, it was the Christmas holidays, and uh, I was doing an internship in in London. And anyway, it just got to a point where like it's like a week and a half of this now, like over ten days, and I'm like, this is this, you know one person sort of gone like, yeah, it's fine. You know, I need to see this. Right. So I went home, my mom took me to hospital and literally within, uh, you know, 20 minutes of having an ultrasound, they were like, we need to have an emergency operation because wow. like I said, if it's, you know, something dead in your body, it, you can have d blood poisoning, yeah, especially yeah. in such a sensitive area. It's quite, quite a risk. Right. So, so yeah, so basically they rushed me into an, uh, you know, um, uh, an operation. I woke up, I don't know, an hour or two later. And the thing, the worst thing was the worst thing of all of this was that the doctor said he, um, he would uh, try and save it if he could could right so that you know he would otherwise he'd have to amputate and you know how doctors go from operation to operation right so he basically went from my operation to a four-hour hip operation so i wake <laughs> up and the nurses aren't allowed to tell me i'm like all bandaged up you know and with my mother my father my father was crying which was the first time really? i ever saw him cry yeah i don't know why it was wow. so strange he sort of yeah. said i wish it was i wish it could have been me and not him and right and i was like yeah me too <laughs> uh, <laughs> you've got two kids you've done it um anyway so yeah anyway, the doctor came around a couple hours later after i tried to like move the bandages and see if they're my, my lefty was still there yeah. and he actually just he informed me that unfortunately couldn't save it he tried everything to save it but uh, so yeah Jamie that's that's how I have a right testicle only uh, yeah years old today yeah damn so I have a similar story which people would have heard on the podcast um, but the ending <laughs> isn't as dramatic as yours so I won't tell my story but the the one thing that I found quite funny was that yeah you had to have an ultrasound um, mm. and I I was probably about 15 16 when mine happened um mm. and yeah i thought the ultrasounds were only for babies 
Um, and since then, I've had two ultrasounds on my balls in my life. And uh, yeah, it's a very Gone strange back for experience. More. Enjoy, enjoyed the experience, sir. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. When I, I, I had to go there because um, I, I had like a lump. This was like a couple of years ago and I had to go get another ultrasound. And the guy was like, um, so I know this is weird, but we have to give you an ultrasound on your ball to check that lump out. Um, I was like, ah, I've done this before. I had a, I had a blood clot in my ball, which is fine. This is old news for me. <laughs> he was like, okay, fine. Usually people are weirded out by that. Um, so yeah, that was quite an interesting thing. I didn't know ultrasounds could do that. Um, and you had the same thing. Um, so yeah, on to you having one ball now then. Yeah. This has led to some super interesting psychological things for you. Mm. Right? So yeah, tell us tell us a bit about that. Like how you how you like well, how you lay in bed for one. So um I th- I've noticed this recently, and actually, yeah, thanks to our conversation just the other day with Jamie and a few others on Clubhouse, I really actually sort of it just clicked for me uh, in that in that chat that I now, you know, the men listening to this, um, you know, your, your testicles, you don't really feel them, right? They're sort of, you know, they're this they're same as, you know, your toes, they're just there. You don't feel them. But, you know, if you, you feel them when there's a problem, but you exactly. don't feel them when they're working just fine. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and same thing for the balls. Right. And, you know, when you're when you're a teenager, you, you know, guys make jokes about the balls, you know, knocking each other and all this kind of stuff. Right. And I mean, that's about the extent of your kind of consciousness of your everyday feeling of your testicles. Yeah. Right. So. For, you know, I lose my lefty, right? And obviously, uh, you know, it's I never felt it. So it's more just sort of the aesthetical feel, which again, now, you know, 12 years later, I am completely have no idea what it's like to have two testicles. Mm. But I have noticed that in the last couple of years, specifically recently, now I, I, have a, I have a bit of insomnia and a lot of that's characterized by restfulness. So I move a lot, therefore I wake a lot. Uh, I, find a, I find it hard to fall asleep sometimes. If right. I fall asleep quickly, I will wake myself up two hours later, five times a night, right? right. Uh, that's some psychological element, I guess. However, every single time I move, I adjust. Mm. So the adjustment, of course, is you know whether you you know you're you're grabbing the testicle to move it to the left to the right to make sure it's sitting okay. Sometimes it's simply just like a cupping because the testicle lies as like an egg, sort of sideways, right? So that's sort of yeah. the shape it's in. So I put my hand down there just and I you know I've obviously got like the sense of the touch now because I you know in pitch blackness, half asleep, <laughs> put my hand down there. I'm like, yeah, he's lying good, you know, kind of. He's all right. <laughs> uh, he's all right. <laughs> and but I do in. that yeah. exactly. And if I move positions, if I'm lying on my I'm like face down and my legs are spread, you know, I'm like checking how it's lying, where my penis is in in mm. uh, the orientation to it, you know. And I've noticed actually, that I think this is something I'm doing subconscious because even sitting here right now, you know, before we started, I'm just sort of like adjusting and just making sure we're all okay even though you know the testicle is designed i guess to always lie relatively okay unless you cross your legs super tight and you tuck it underneath and yeah you you make it an awkward pressure environment but um yeah yeah. from wearing skinny jeans for the last 12 years i can uh (laughs) yeah i can attest to that sometimes you have to you have to you have to sit down you have to like re-sit down (laughs) because the first one wasn't compatible yeah Yeah, exactly make some space (laughs) yeah so yeah that's that's super interesting that like i i mean i think adjusting balls is something that a lot of guys do you know there's the kind of the running joke of like guys always having their hands down their pants you know adjusting and mm. stuff there's it's a thing that we have to do um because sometimes they kind of fall a bit funny um and they they're a bit uncomfortable but yeah the way you kind of describe it sounds like you're probably doing it more than the average guy because you have one left mm. you need to be extra careful of it right mm, exactly. really and i'm very conscious of that when i uh, you know, if I'm in a sporting environment and I'm safe to say yeah. I don't play rugby after that ever again. Um, yeah. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I am, I'm definitely conscious of it. Um, I think subconsciously, if I were to get into fight or something, um, very unlike me, but you know, I think I would immediately sort of be protective and yeah. defensive of just that area. Hit me where you want, but just don't touch my ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is uh, probably true for most guys. But yeah, I feel like um, you have you have uh, extra investment in there because you've mm. suffered loss. And uh, yeah, but the important thing is though, uh, when it comes to fertility, while you have fifty percent of the testicles, you're as fertile. Is that is that right? So that's that's what I was told. Now, please, yeah. anyone who, who who knows better, like you know, let yeah. us know in the comments, right? But um, I was told at that time when I was you know eighteen when this happened that you know the reason you have two lungs, two eyes, you know, it's, it's basically a backup, right? You know, so you can live uh, perfectly fine with without the other one. So with the you know the testicle gone, I am as fertile as you, Jamie, or mm. anyone, any guy listening to this at yeah. my age, basically. Um, let's hope, toy, toy, toy. <laughs> um, but I will most likely go infertile younger. Um, as in 70s, you know, as opposed to most men can actually be their fertile until their 80s. Um, yeah. So I will go because I, I or at least I was told it was, it's overworking or it's compensating yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, for the loss of the of the lefty. Um, mm. But, you know, I'm only losing 10, 15 years and I'm, and I'm not planning to uh, father children after 70. Who knows? Maybe I'll regret that later. You never know. I kind of want to be there for the kids. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, I think that's super interesting. And mm. um, it's definitely something it's probably a misconception. You know, if, if someone was to find out that, you know, their partner had one ball they would be less fertile but yeah that's mm. good to know um mm. yeah speaking of like partners and stuff so mm. most people who would go through this procedure can they have the option to then go back and get given a silicon testicle right to take exactly. the place of the of the original but you didn't bother with that I, uh, no, so yeah, the, the offer is basically three months later after everything's healed in there and also actually one thing I should mention is the right testicle is fixed so, uh, which I, I mean, I don't know how they fix it. And that's also something I'm conscious of a little bit, like subconscious of, like it's been fixed. And if I like twist it the wrong way, I'll pop the fix or, you know, I don't know. Apparently <laughs> right. they, I don't know how they fix it. They put a thread through or something. So and by anyway, fix, which, do you mean it can't twist? It can't, it's not meant to be able to twist. And I don't know wow. how they, they do Why that. Why is that not a thing that we just get? At birth, <laughs> exactly. Like, sort of default. As part of the, Born, uh, all right. Let's fix yeah. these. Let's fix, fix that, that so then that never happens. <laughs> exactly. Biological default. <laughs> you know, let's, let's fix that. Maybe over time we'll, you know, uh, evolve into having fixed testicles. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or they'll be in the body again. You know, because like you know, testicles <laughs> are basically, you know, ovaries that sort of you know go out and obviously form, yeah. form into that, right? Um, but no, so so yeah, they they're fixed, and then they, you know they say you can come back. They do a tiny little pinhole surgery, chuck in a little balloon, blow it up with silicon. Uh, you yeah. know, obviously there were all the jokes when I was that age, and of like, oh, make it really big. You know, kind of make it big <laughs> just one ones, massive you know? one. Yeah, yeah. And, and then you know, I could you know, my, my friends were joking. You know, like go to the pub and be like, I bet you my ball's bigger than yours. I'll give you know for a pint. You know, kind of thing like that, or flick flick my ball kind of game. Yeah, you know, yeah, that, yeah. Remember that game when people? Oh, that was uh, absolutely that was do it. not remember that game whatsoever. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like okay. a, a boy who did sports kind of game. That's what that sounds yeah. like. Like, I did, I did not do that. <laughs> no, there was, I think it was, okay, I mean, it was, it was not a game that I was like a master at or anything like that. If you remember, <laughs> there was a game where you would flick a testicle or, or um, anyway, this is a university thing, I think, from back in the day. Jamie, let's, uh, let's, so you were talking about, um, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, let's quickly change um, the subject. So yeah, yeah so, anyway. so basically you don't, so you only have one ball and the other side one is ball. just empty. You don't have a fake one there. Um, no fake one. Have you ever any comments from people? Never. No, never no one's ever actually i mean i had a girlfriend at the time and you know you, you know obviously no couldn't care less and i've also like and i don't know i mean every guy's different right like i've never been one for like a big lover of the testicle suck or or, or the fondle yeah um yeah. and yeah you're the same right and and you yeah. know i have so i've never really had too many instances afterwards i do i have have had a few where um a girl was definitely um really going for it 
and you know kind of even almost like testing the elasticity of the whole thing <laughs> and i did have to comment on that and say hey hold on it's like a little bit more gentle yeah, like you know because yeah, yeah. if you're doing this for me this is not working <laughs> if you're doing yeah, this for yeah. you you know go, do what you need to to please yourself she's no, no i'm doing yeah, this for yeah. you yeah it's, it's something that i have to because I, I have a ball i have ball troubles um i didn't i didn't lose one but one of them one of them uh, hurts uh, a lot i won't go into detail but yeah i i had an injury and i've got like chronic pain in one of my balls um, and i have to before i like, every day someone Every day, yeah. Well, oh, yeah, there's a whole thing. Uh, I'll get into that. But yeah, I had mm. to learn like self-hypnosis and shit to ignore it. Uh, yeah, it's a whole wow. thing. It only hurts when I talk about it. So this last 20 minutes has been excruciating, but, <laughs> but it'll go away in a minute. Um, yeah, so I have to, I always have to like slide into conversations with people that I'm getting with because like, yeah, ball sucking is something that a lot of guys are into. But if you do it to mm. me at the wrong angle, I won't be able to walk for like three days. Jesus. So, um, but I love having them played with. So it's a horrible yeah. gray, gray area. <laughs> <laughs> that I have God, to kind of uh, try and tell pleasure. people about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Maybe just do a question. podcast about it and be like, "Yeah, listen to this. That's your, there's your, there's your, <laughs> your uh, planning done in the podcast." Yeah, go on, Jim. Okay, I'm going to ask you a personal question. Actually, it's really interesting. You, you you touched on the point there, which is something again that I think you know it's, it's really relevant to talk about because you know I'm obviously the last you know, well, many years that women are encouraged, of course, to fill their breasts for lumps, right? You know, and, and, and I, I even know a little bit about that, you know, from my, yeah. from my former girlfriends and stuff like that, right? Yeah. But men and testicles, I haven't seen a campaign, you know, in years that said men test your testicles, right? You mentioned that you had a lump. Yeah. You, firstly, how did you discover that? Do you check regularly? And, and if not, like, how do I check my testicles regularly? Yeah, so there's definitely some campaigns over here anyway in, in the UK um, that talk about men testing, uh, checking their balls. Um, they're usually in uh, service stations. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why. You go to a lot of service stations when you're in a band. Maybe that's why I was good at checking them because you see them like, I don't know why they're aimed at truckers all the time. But yeah, yeah. you see a lot of those uh, in front of like the urinals. But um, uh. yeah, uh, checking them is obviously really important. Um, we could do a whole episode on like how to properly check your balls. But like I was told that, you know, doing it in the shower when it's warm is good because yeah. um, it's easier to do it. It's really hard for me because mine hurts to touch mm. it a lot of the time, especially from some angles. So I'm hurting right now just telling this story. <laughs> oh, um, so uh, yeah, but it's super important. I and mean, yeah, when I, I found one, um, what was it? I can't remember what it was. It ended up being nothing. I think it was just mm. like a lymph node or something, nothing interesting. Um, mm. And I, I, yeah, I got, I got a lump checked and I had to go and get like groped by a doctor um, which is never fun, uh, but has to be, has to be, has to, you know, has to happen, has doesn't it? Done. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and uh, it's especially hard for me because um, they have to squeeze, uh, and which is which for every other guy is is fine. It doesn't hurt at all. It's just you know it's a bit of flesh that they have to look over. But with mine mm. having the like the weird chronic pain, which um, I've now figured out is something is some sort of lymph node thing. Mm. Um, yeah, it hurt. So he was like, well, you have to go and get an ultrasound because he can't check me properly because <laughs> I'm flinching too much. I can't do it. So I had to go and get a, um, there's a Jamie Flinch joke there somewhere, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, I had so to go, <laughs> I can hear your brain ticking. Um, so yeah. I had to go to get an ultrasound uh, and that's fine. That's kind of fun. Uh, so mm. they put some like cold gel on you and they have a look and you can see your, your ball on the monitor. Thing. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. And you get, you get to say, is it a boy joke, which I love. Uh, I can't wait for the next one so I can keep making yeah. that joke. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it, it was all, all in all pretty, uh, you know, as painless as it can be for someone yeah. who has chronic pain in their balls. Um, so yeah, checking your balls is, is super important. As it's as important as yeah, checking checking breasts for women. Um, mm. So yeah, how, well, how about you? Do you check often, dude? Honestly, th that's why I wanted to bring this up because you just mentioned it. Um, no, 
not at all. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. we talk, we're just talking about how subconsciously I'm so uh, careful and protective of my right one and I never check. And it's not something I make a routine and I think it's something that I should. You know, we're both yeah. 30, we're, you know, we're, yeah, you're pushing 30 soon, mate, actually. And I'm- Don't I, talk I'm, about that. I'm just, you're, just talking, you're trying to convince your audience you're young, huh? Oh, <laughs> 21 um, again, no. Oh, 21 here we again, go. baby. Here we go. Talk about sex and relationships. It's all ahead of me. It's all ahead of me. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait till my first girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm still waiting for that. Um, <laughs> no, so I, I, but I need to make it a routine, you know, where, you know, and also actually something, oh. I mean, uh, I'm hijacking this now, but prostate exams, have you ever had one of those? Uh, no, I haven't. No. I think it's something we're meant to have now when you cross the 30 boundary. Is it's it something 30? Meant to, I think, well, I think, I think after 40, 50, it's, you know, it's like once every year or something or whatever. Right. But yeah, I think yeah, after yeah. 30, you're meant to, meant to sort of have a, a medical, right? The, you know, kind of a check-in yeah. and say, yeah, all good. Come back in five or 10 years. And yeah, you know, yeah. this is things to, you know, check the ball every month. Uh, this is where to check. But that's the thing for me. Like, how would I go about checking? I mean, is it literally simply just padding around? Do I need to get a... Yeah, well, a, a big part of it I learned is, is you need to, especially with mine, so mine's kind of mm. weird and irregular because of the lymph node it's got a lump on it already which is natural mm. um and it's got ridges as well so you have to kind of learn what your ball is like so you have you to make it, it well. a routine you have you to yeah well. you have to well i've had to, you know i've probably had to deal with my ball more than most guys because of the problems i'm having yeah. um i was supposed to have an operation but then lockdown happened so um mm. i think hospitals are busy with other things so that can <laughs> wait um but uh yeah so uh, the one thing i was told is you just have to check it regularly because it's mm. it's more about noticing changes rather than noticing what your ball is actually like so your first kind of grope you know it, you're gonna have to sort of feel like what your ball feels like um, cause there are ridges and there are shapes on it. It's not a perfect like egg shape. Um, some are, some aren't. Mm. Um, and yeah, and it's, it's more about just doing it regularly. If there's a change, that's when something could have gone wrong and you need to go get it checked out. So, um, yeah, that's, yeah. I, you just need to make it part of your showering routine, you know, you I clean down so. there. So while you're down there, have a, have a feel and just make sure it's all, you know, facing the right direction that's another good question what do you clean with down there actually about talking about desensitization but um okay oh, yeah. i'm gonna I, I forget these things so i'm gonna i'm actually gonna I mean, honestly my i forget everything so my my notes in my phone are my lifesaver yeah, so i'm actually yeah. gonna have ball notes in there you know yeah, yeah. Like do it, yeah. Do it, do it the in the right. shower i find that it's easier to do it in the shower a because it helps you remember because you shower yeah. every day b um because uh i think it's easier to do in there they, they do suggest like all the campaigns i've seen suggest doing it with like warm water and mm. you know while you're in the shower i think it just relaxes everything as well your ball exactly. is like dangling skins, yeah. further down yeah. yeah and everything's just easier to to get around so yeah mm. try that but yeah see what you think it might not be a perfect egg as you think maybe it's mm. you know Maybe it's something else. And yours might have interesting ridges and shapes on it because of, you know, the overworking you mentioned and how it's slightly bigger now, right? You said it's grown mm. a bit bigger. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you just got to get to know it, I think. And, and you've got to look at it. As the changes. S-book, I can call you if I have any inconsistencies, right? Yeah, Jamie, call me um, while in the shower. I'm FaceTiming. No, don't yeah. do it, Matt. I'm FaceTiming, <laughs> <Don't> face <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm doing it. Look, look, come on. What is this? I sent you the notes from last time. What's different? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's me, Jamie, and I've got an important announcement to make. All right. This podcast is now sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, anyone who's been listening to the podcast for the last however long it's been knows that I've been shouting about this company for years, since day one. One of our first episodes was a counseling session with me and my counselor from BetterHelp. Um, and I've been on it for years now probably like coming up to like four years i think maybe five years i've been on it um getting counseling um on a weekly basis and i love it and yeah anyone who knows me anyone who's spoken to me about mental health stuff over the years um or has listened to this podcast knows that i'm a massive fan of better help and uh what they offer so 
they are sponsoring this podcast now which is cool which means we have a discount link um you get 10 percent off if you go to betterhelp.com forward slash let's talk about sex jamie there's a link in the bio and yeah so one of my favorite things about better help better help they keep telling me to pronounce it properly because my because of my accent i don't say t's very well um better help better help H-E-L-P are an American company and I really like that because I'm based in London and the time zones kind of match up quite nicely so that I can get a lot of my counselling like in the evenings um, and after work and stuff which is really cool but yeah another part of them being American means they've given me a big old document to read as part of this advert for them so I'm going to go through and do that American podcasts are really good at this they're used to reading out advertisements I think but um, I'm not sure uh, it's really the same flavour as English podcasts but let's find out shall we so i'm going to read through this thing that is completely not scripted and completely my own words is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals hosts inserts personal experience um anyone listens to the podcast knows that i've had counseling for a bunch of different reasons most recently uh sex addiction um before then anger management before then anxiety and depression stuff uh, i got a bit of cbt um yeah and better help gives you access to all those things which is super cool um and yeah i don't need to, i don't really need to go on about how good counseling is do i to you know achieve your goals um, uh, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a bit like Tinder for therapists. You, you put in like your problems, <laughs> the things that you want to talk to someone about, and then it comes up with all these different counsellors who um, specialise in that area, and you can kind of read a little bio and like read their reviews and stuff and pick which one's for you. That's really cool. I've gone through like probably, probably like 14 counsellors in my time on BetterHelp, um, and yeah, it's really it's really nice. It's quite, quite exciting actually meeting a new counsellor. So yeah, there's a bunch of different people on there. Um, you can start communicating in under 48 hours it's not a crisis line it's not self-help it is professional counseling done securely online yeah it's um it's actual therapy and uh for me living in london especially um i think it's the same for like most major cities out there therapy in-person therapy is really expensive um this gives you that but you know at the kind of whenever you want to do it it's all online and you can do like you know video voice or text chat um and it's way cheaper than seeing someone in person so um yeah it's actual proper like therapy uh online securely online there is a broad range of expertise available which may not be locally available in many areas also true very good point the service i mean you know me because these are my own words i'm not reading a script the service is available for clients worldwide because it's on the internet you can log in to your account anytime and send a message to your counsellor, which I often do. Sorry, Heather. I send messages at all, at all points in, in the day and night. Um, it's pretty good for that. You can also um, mark them as urgent, which is quite nice. I think a lot of people, when they think about online counselling, they kind of think, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, it's like a bit distanced. Like you're not completely like fully in touch with your counsellor. But um, I think, you know, with it being online, you're more in touch with them and you can mark messages as urgent if you want like a, a quicker response. Um, yeah, which is really cool. So yeah, you can send them messages at any time. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. Yeah, that, that is good. Um, yeah, you can really fit it around your schedule. It's awesome. I like to go for walks and have calls. Um, I used to do video chats with my counselor. Now I do text chats, like live text chats. It's a bit like being on MSN. It's very fun. I've just shown my age there, haven't I, by talking about MSN. Moving on. Better help is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counsellors as needed. That's true. I've jumped between loads of counsellors. Um, when it wasn't really working out, I just kind of sack them off and on to the next one. 
it's, it's a bit like dating apps for counsellors. Probably shouldn't say that, they probably won't like that. It's more affordable than traditional offline counselling and financial aid is available. That is true. This is hands down. I'm fully, I've, I've properly looked everywhere because um, I've got a lot of friends who are broke <laughs> but want counselling. This is hands down the cheapest way I've uh, found, uh, the cheap, cheapest like access to counselling i found. Um, yeah, and if you are struggling, there are buttons you can press to get um, further discounts and stuff. And obviously use our code, uh, what is it? Betterhelp.com forward slash. Let's talk about sex, Jamie, and you get 10% off. That's really cool. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. How American was that? There's a catchphrase. Love it. Love a catchphrase. Love a tagline. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Hosts can read some testimonials from here. Um, I'm not going to because I think my entire podcast <laughs> is a testimonial, testimonial to BetterHelp. Uh, yeah, I'm a massive advocate for it. As you guys know, always have been. I think everyone should get counselling whether you feel like you really need it or not. Um, it's always good to check in. And yeah, BetterHelp is by far the best platform I've found for counselling. And all the people that I've recommended to it over the years uh, have said the same thing. They, they like it. So yeah, visit BetterHelp help.com forward slash let's talk about sex jamie that's <laughs> better help h-e-l-p and join the over one million people oh my god who've taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional nice in fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counsellors in all 50 states. That's the thing as well. If you're a counsellor and fancy a bit of like online counselling work, they're also looking to hire you. Special offer for podcast name listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash let's talk about sex Jamie. Oh yeah, there we go. All right. I'm super proud that um, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. As you guys know, I'm a huge fan of the service and I have been using it for years. I intend on using it for many years and I really really want people to try out um, counseling like this because I think it's really cool and it's really easy to like fit around our busy lives and it's cheap as well and even cheaper with discount code betterhelp.com forward slash let's talk about sex Jamie how'd I do was that all right that felt okay it didn't feel too like sell out anyway love you bye